0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Sean asked what I was talking about this morning. and I said yesterday, and he started singing to me, and he said, Why? I said, I don't know other than... That's just been what I've been thinking about yesterday. Uh, And I made the comment, I said it used to drive me crazy. When somebody said, back in my day, it was this way. We worked harder and all, (laughs) it used to drive me crazy, but guess what I'm saying now? That's what I'm saying. Yesterdays, there's a lot of yesterdays in my past. Uh, Probably more in my past than in my future. And everyone in the building has had a yesterday. Every one of us. Each of us probably had different experiences yesterday. We may have learned something new. And our past does teach us valuable lessons. And we need to draw from our past in these lessons where our parents teach or uh, people around us teach us. And we need to learn from experiences. There's one that I haven't learned from yet. And I've been eating in restaurants several years. Every time they walk out with my food and say, don't touch the plate, it's hot, what do I do? I grab the plate, and it's hot. That's not the type of experience we're talking about today. The experiences of yesterday that we're we're going to talk about this afternoon a little bit is experiences that can get in the way of us serving God. And when the past and our experiences do that, then that's not good. Experiences that can cause us not to help someone in need. Past experiences of trials that cause us to give up. Or even the attitude that I've served long enough. What else do I need to do? Those are the things we're going to look at a little bit this afternoon. Started with this quote. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? You do not move ahead by constantly looking in the rear mirror. The past is a rudder to guide you, not an anchor to drag you down. We must learn from the past but not live in the past. We all have memories. Some we cherish. Some of the harsh memories, hard memories. But we learn from our past experiences. But we not, do not need to live, live in the past And lose our future. We need to use experiences like the rudder and not an anchor to weigh us down. We begin in Philippians three and thirteen, brethren. I count not myself to not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. You know, we're supposed to leave things in the past. That's what it said. Leave those things behind us and move forward. And we have to leave them in the past to move forward. One man saw his friend. He was kind of depressed, sitting there sad. He said, What's wrong? You look depressed. He said, I'm depressed. He said, Well, what are you thinking about? He said, My future. And quick answer, My future. He said, Well, what's causing you to be depressed? He said, My past. Past experience was causing him to be depressed about his future. And if we, if we dwell on the past and don't learn from the past and move on, then we can lose the future. I think I've given this example before. I'm not a great farmer, but row cropping, my granddad and brother really didn't think I was great at, because I love seeing the plowed field behind me, <laughs> the fresh, the new, the life it brought. I just loved watching it, but the longer I looked behind, what happened? I got off the roll, and I killed the stuff behind. And we need to move forward and look forward to the future, learning from our past, not living in the future, or living in the past, hurting our future. Yesterday may have memories filled with trials. We read in James, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that ye trying of the faith work with patience. We need to count it all joy. Don't be discouraged and lose focus of the mark of eternal life. Let our faith grow. Be thankful unto the Lord for everything you have. Showing patience through the fiery trials of life will make you closer to God, draw you closer to God. Living in the past can harden our hearts, make us afraid to do his work, and cause us to fall away away from God. Do not lose sight of the work that needs to be done to inherit eternal life because of the obstacle in the road. Understand, appreciate the journey, and be thankful. <laughs> we're fixing to read about the children of Israel, we read in, and we're read, and we going to begin reading about how they were treated in Exodus 1 and 13. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in water and in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor." used rigor twice, and hard bondage. That was a hard life. And we read in Exodus 3 and 7, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard the cry by reason for their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. God knew their sorrows. We see in these two verses, the harsh life the children of Israel lived under the Egyptian bondage, and God knew their sorrows, sent Moses to lead them out of bondage. And, and that occurred. But during the journey, they began to think. <laughs> And the, during the journey, it seemed like they forgot what yesterday was like. And we read in Numbers 14 and 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and all the people wept at, that night. All the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God we had died in this wilderness? And whereforth hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall on the sword, that our wives and our children should be. A, a prey. Were we not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and return to Egypt. See, living in the past keeps us from moving forward in our journey as Christians. Here the children of Israel, they were miserable. They had great sorrow that God saw. They were treated bad. Uh, Served as slaves with rigor under the bondage. But in this journey to the promised land, they forgot where the journey was taking them and started looking in the past about what they had and to the fact that they even wanted to go back to the past. Uh, following God's commandments, loving each other, helping each other, pushing each other to the goal of heaven, the trials can cause us to lose sight of the big picture. That is, the Christians, we have a Savior in Jesus, paid the price for us to inherit eternal life and we faithfully live until the end. Do not let the roadblocks throw us off the course of obedient, obedient servants. Yesterday with enemies, for if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive you your trespasses. Reading Colossians, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man quarrel against you, any, even as Christ forgave you, also so also do ye. Here Jesus tells us to forgive each other when we live in the past that sometimes become difficult because we maintain feelings that want to allow us to forgive one another. David Nelson liked to tell a story about two brothers who went to a spiritual advisor to settle a long standing feud, and they sat down and, and he helped them get it worked out. They shook hands, and the feud was over and then he asked he said, "I tell you what he said, "I want each of you for the new year and to celebrate." We got this feud settled. I want you to have a wish for the other. And I'm going to read it because I don't want to mess it up. The first brother said, I wish you what you wish me. And then the second brother threw up his hand and said, see, there we go again. He didn't forgive. (laughs) I wish you what you wish me. You know, when we forgive, we forgive, forget, and move on is what, what we need to do. Because if we don't, we hold... We hold old feelings and harbor old feelings against someone. We read in Jonah uh, 1 and 2 that uh, God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh, and he didn't really want to. Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, where he found a ship going to Tarshish. And so he paid the fare thereof and went down onto it to go to them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah had a commandment, uh, and he tried to, to, to run, from, run from the commandment. And in chapter 2, we read, he ended up in the belly of the whale, so we go to chapter 3 after he was uh, spewed out on the beach by the whale. Uh, The word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. And he did, and we see the result in uh, Jonah 3 and 10. And God saw their works, and they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. So Jonah did go. He preached the word to them, and they changed their ways. Jonah should have been happy because they changed their ways. They heard God's word and changed their ways. But we're reading for Jonah's not. He's angry. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. In the last part of Jonah 4 and 11, God asked him the question, And should I not spread Nineveh, the great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right and their left hand, and also much cattle? See, Nineveh was known as a city for their cruelty and wickedness. And Jonah didn't want to go uh, there to to help as God commanded. And he tried to flee. Ended up in the whale's belly and then went as God commanded and, and, and taught his word. And the people repented of their wickedness. They came, repented from their evil ways. Instead of happy, angered Jonah. You know it was hard for Jonah to let go of the past, possibly move forward to help others. He didn't want to go help. Uh, does that happen today, possibly? Are there stereotypes of thing, people today that we want to help? I, I I have a feeling that if I... And you can laugh, too. This is okay. It's just about me. If I told you, well, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go sign up and run a triathlon, the first question you'd probably be taken back a minute and ask if I knew what one was (laughs) because I'm not the stereotype I'm not the typical triathlete and you'd be right that's one stereotype where you'd be right but I went to a conference this is a school board conference and and we're sitting back and this was on the main, some of y'all have been I think there's 3,000 people in the room or something and I'm at the back row so I don't see as much as I should but I see this guy walks into rap music, hair down to hear dreadlocks, uh, sweatshirt, hood up, headband, baggy uh, basketball shirt over the top, and baggy pants. So, what stereotypes going through my mind? I was, oh, well, what am I fixing to learn? And he went through his presentation. And as he went through his presentation, he'd take off. Basketball deal. finally got down to the end. He went through his life and what changed him and molded him, and he had his suit on, <laughs> clean cut, and you you wouldn't have recognized him from what, who walked on the stage. See, I judged what I was fixing to hear by way he looked. Now I didn't think it was going to be a terrible message, but I didn't know what message I was going to hear. In the story, and I can't remember recall the town. He actually went in because he liked entering from the back around the people. And they tried to arrest him at a conference. They had him handcuffed. Security had him handcuffed. And somebody from this, hey, hey, he's the one doing the conference. Stereotypes. We get things in our head sometimes from our past. And and it may be an experience that we may have judged it right. Like me running a triathlon, you'd think I went nuts or you'd be there with the paddles. Because I couldn't go very far. That'd be a right stereotype. (laughs) I couldn't do it. But you look at him and, and you think, man, what am I going to hear? And this was a successful businessman. And he got tried, almost got arrested at, at another place because they thought he's a bum and came out of the alley. We need to watch our judgments. We need to always share God's word with everyone and be willing to share, share the story and the reason of our hope. And tell Jesus' story to help others. Don't hold grudges of yesterday. Grudge not against one another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Not forgiving and holding grudges against each other is not pleasing to God. We must, not let the past, we, might, we must let the past be in the past. Have a healthy relationship with God. Abraham Lincoln, when he's running for president, there's a guy going around the world, or United States, the world, United States talking bad about him. Saying all, saying he wouldn't be good and really campaigning hard. One of the things he said would have caused a Facebook book Twitter war we had never seen. He said, he made a comment in front of a crowd, you want this tall, lanky, ignorant man to be your president. And that had caused, a, <laughs> no telling what that had caused today. And you know the story, Abraham Lincoln won and he uh, was trying to, fill his cabinet, and he got down to the Secretary of War, and he's around his advisors. He said, I think I want Edwin Stanton. And everybody just looked back, you you want him? Do you know that he was telling everybody in the country how bad you are? How he talked bad against you, said you were tall, lanky, ignorant. (laughs) We don't need to elect you. He said, yes, I'm aware of that. But he said, I've searched through. Uh, the country and uh, several people and I see nobody better suited for the job than him and his advisors said are you ignorant <laughs> they asked him that and he went ahead and appointed Edwin Stanton as, as his secretary of war and, the, <clears throat> and after he was assassinated he gave him the best eulogy <laughs> there was you see the president didn't hold the grudge against him for what he said if he had of that that man would have died, Edward Stanton might have died hating him, and the president might have died hating him. But through, the, through love and compassion and not holding the grudge, they came together and uh, became friends. And he gave him a, uh, one of the best eulogies ever after his assassination. We need to continue yesterday's work. <clears throat> We're reading Hebrews, Hebrews 6 and 4. For it is impossible for those who have once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. if They shall fall away to renew them again under repentance, seeing they crucify themselves, the Son of God, afresh and put him to an open shame. We read here Christians can fall away from serving God and can't get their way back because they fall into the world. You know, I used to, when my parents would tell me or somebody asked me to do something, I said, well, I did that yesterday. Get somebody else to do it. That was my favorite line. I did that yesterday and another lesson, well, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> Those are my two lines I like to use because I didn't want to do the work that I needed to do. You know, as Christians, we have to remember serving God and following his will is something we always need to do. We can't relax and have the attitude, I've done, I did that yesterday, I've done it. This could cause us to fall away from God and into the hands of the devil because he's always looking for weakness and we must stay strong in service to God throughout our our lives and not let yesterday's work suffice. Today is the day. We read Acts 24 and 24 after certain days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. As he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, in judgment to come, Felix, to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I, have the conven- I, when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. Felix trembled <laughs> at what was going to come. Trembled, but didn't act. He said, Go away, I'll call for a con- convenient season. Many are startled by the word of God, but we're not changed by it. Many fear the consequences of sin, yet continue to love and practice sin. And affair, and practice sin. When we're dealing with the of our souls, delays are dangerous. Felix put off this matter for a more convenient season. And I don't believe we find a more convenient season than now. Time, the time now is to get things right with God. Because we know not what comes tomorrow. And we also read, your past does not have to be your future. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but I attained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of the Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Jesus Christ. This is a faithful saying And this is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners for who I am chief. Paul here was thankful to Jesus for counting him faithful and putting him in his ministry. Before he became a Christian, he was not kind to Christians. He, he, He killed and tortured them. Paul repented, so can you and I. We need to make changes in our life that help us draw closer to God, understand where we want to be at the end of our journey, and understand that there's going to be trials, we're going to have enemies, we're going to be persecuted. It's not an easy journey. We need to understand that not lose sight of the journey that we're on to obtain eternal life. If you have not been baptized, you can today rise up out of the water free from sin. And not tremble like Felix. And wait for a more convenient season. Because today's the day. And if you've lost your way as a Christian, you need to get back today, get back on track today. We do not ever need to let yesterday doom our future in our journey. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram And send us a message there.